short story, as Mom used to say. Richard wanted to kill someone. It wasn't his usual state of being, but at the present, it was undoubtedly for the best that he stomp into the wilderness and get some space between him and the rest of humanity. A squirrel scampered across his path, halted, raised itself on its hind legs, and stared as if considering the possibility between a snack and sudden death. Richard clenched his hands in his pockets, crunched a snack bar in one, and gripped his phone in the other. He pounded forward. The squirrel hightailed it to the nearest tree and clawed its way to the top. Richard, who normally enjoyed wildlife, grunted and smacked a branch out of his way. The branch smacked him right back. The squirrel, chattering from a high limb and holding a couple of notes longer than usual, warned the entire animal kingdom what kind of man approached. To heck with it, his calf muscles burning and his lungs screaming, Richard aimed for a bench set on the edge of the wooded path. As he neared the resting spot, his joints thanking him profusely for the privilege of living through another day, Richard stopped short. A new sound broke through the air. He peered up. The treetops, devoid of chattering squirrels and cawing birds, had nothing to add to the faint call or whine that Richard was sure he had heard. An injured dog? Ah, hell! It was a woman's voice, a woman in pain by the sound of it. The term, damsel in distress, crossed Richard's mind. He swatted it away with the autumn insects. Heaving his robust frame, a little larger in the tummy than he would like, though he had to admit his legs looked great in shorts, Richard lumbered back the way he'd come. Yep, there she sat, crouched like a kid on the playground when the other girls got mean, holding her ankle and swearing like a sailor? Richard scratched his head and glanced up. Really? Retirement had been nothing it was cracked up to be. He traveled for the first six months, took up volunteer work for the next six months, and recently got into a tangle with an idiot from his church who insisted that predestination was a part of their faith system and would not allow any new members to join unless they had paid up life insurance policies. The woman, somewhere in her late 40s, stopped rocking and thankfully stopped swearing. With a sudden intake of breath, she lurched to her feet, yelped, and hopped on one foot until she smacked into an oak tree, which managed to hold her up in a partially upright position. Richard snorted and practically pulled out his hair as he ran his fingers over the top of his head. So like something his first wife would have done. Stubborn as a day was long. The woman glared at him. So glad you're enjoying my plight. Hey, I would have helped you up, Richard looked around. You want me to call for assistance? Despite an October breeze rustling through the trees, sweat beaded on the woman's brow. Sure, my phone is dead as a doornail. Richard's ears twitched. He pulled his phone from his sweatpants pocket and punched the keypad to life. The woman lifted her hand. Hey, stop. Really, it's not that bad. My car is only a mile or so back. I can make it. I hate to have paramedics come all the way out here. I'd feel like a fool. 
Besides, they might have someone in real need somewhere else. Richard stepped forward and shrugged. You can use my arm if you want to hop that far. He tilted his head, peering at her, and offered his elbow. She shoved off the tree, balancing on her good foot, and listed like a sinking ship. Thanks. My name's Sigrid. She huffed at his quizzical expression and gripped his elbow. From a Scandinavian author, my parents were literary fools. I forgave them long ago. She limped at his side. Like an idiot, I decided to get in shape and start jogging, and look what happens. Richard nodded. Her hand felt firm, but strangely familiar on his arm. He always went for women in trouble. Soft heart, his friend said. Soft mind, his mother told him. Good old mom. Richard chuckled. Am I still amusing you? Sigrid's tone carried an edge, but when he glanced at her, there was a light in her eye and a smile hovering on her lips. No, ma'am. Sorry, I was just remembering something my mom told me long ago. Care to share? I love a good quote. Well, my mom liked history, made me something of an eccentric among my peers, since I'd quote obscure historical facts while throwing together financial plans for my clients. Anyway, she loved to remind me that those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Sigrid nodded and stopped, catching her breath. Just a sec. I'm not trained for the Hop Olympics quite yet. She leaned more heavily on Richard's arm. Richard pointed to a hefty tree trunk lying near the path. Here, let's stop a minute. Sigrid plopped down on the log and wrapped her fingers around her ankle, wincing. Dang, but I'm such a klutz. My daughters ordered me out of the kitchen because they say I'll break dinner instead of make dinner. Richard snorted. Then, as a mental image washed over him, he laughed outright. It felt so good to laugh again. He peered at her left hand. No ring. Your husband doesn't help with the cooking? Sigrid hooted. Well, that was subtle. She lifted her ringless hand. Divorce seven years. Then, using air quotes, she smirked, We're friends. With a shrug, she shoved the topic aside. Two college-age girls and a married son. Their dad sees him when he wants. I keep busy with work and, she rolled her eyes, keeping in wonderful shape. Confession time? Richard wondered why he felt like he should order a drink from the bar. Divorced ten years, retired one year, two grown sons who live overseas, do lots of charity work, and slowly losing my mind to boredom. Ha, you sound like my ex. Always doing other people a good turn, but never satisfied with himself. Oh, brother. Richard figured he'd cut this short. I'm an introvert, Aries, non-denominational Christian, and sleep without a pillow. Clapping her hands over her mouth, Sigrid nearly exploded in laughter. Four birds escaped with their lives from the leafy foliage. Sigrid stood and beckoned Richard with a sly glance. Come on, Mr. Aries, 
you got to walk me to my car so I can get home in time for dinner and tell my girls that I've had the best jog of my life. Richard rose and offered his arm. But what about being doomed to repeat history? Sigrid grinned. Ah, but as my mom used to say, live and learn. A young squirrel, probably still in adolescence, froze directly in Richard's path. It rose with helpful expectation in its eyes. Ah, heck. Richard pulled the broken candy bar from his pocket, peeled off the wrapping, and slung it at the quadruped. Duly grateful, the squirrel grabbed the treat and sped away. Richard slipped the sticky wrapping into his pocket, stuck out his arm, felt the weight of her hand, and strolled back to civilization.